If I called the last two weekends anything but awesome, I would be lying. It has been absolutely fantastic. First of all, let's get the plugs out of the way and then we'll dive into absolutely everything. I'm your host, Brandon LaChance. This is Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Don't know where you listen to this episode, but you can listen to all of them on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and the website www.rss.com backslash podcast with an S backslash Edge of Your Seat Podcast. The socials, you know we're there. Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your Seat P. If you would like to follow my personal socials, it is Brandon LaChance, looks like L.A. Chance with the capital C. That's on both Facebook and Twitter. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Facebook, please like, five-star, review, comment, all those cool things to help us move up rankings and to help us do what we're doing, and that's showcase, highlight, the northern central realms of Illinois in the best way that we can. If you have any questions, suggestions, please send an email to edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email us to say a grievance. You like or dislike something I or guest said, or if you'd like to be a guest or somebody you know would be a good guest, reach out to us. Again, edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Much love to Brian Cavelli, Cavelli Productions, for the intro and outro beat heard on every single episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, which is brought to you by First State Bank. 19 branches in Northern and Central Illinois. Great people, do great work, know all the correct policies, all the correct ways to do everything banking. I've been there since 2011. I'm not going anywhere. That's the bank that I choose. The best one that I've been to, I'm not going nowhere. I recommend you doing the same thing. Reach out to First State Bank. Now let's get to these last two weekends. Friday, August 4th, Dreamwave threw on an amazing two-day event, their summer shot, summer weekend. Friday was the summer spectacular. The champ, Christian Rose, kept his belt also friend of Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Christian Rose, as he made Matt Cardona tap. I was surprised that he tapped. If you don't know who Matt Cardona is, he was in WWE for a long time as Zack Ryder. So pretty solid big name. Obviously not a Hulk Hogan, a Steve Austin, anybody like that. But a worker, somebody that's been around the business a long time, Christian Rose made him tap. It was absolutely amazing. In the craziest match that I think I've ever seen live. You know, on TV, you know, things are different. But live, this match was absolutely insane and was great. Gringo Loco was defending his alternative title against El Hijo del Vikingo. I may be saying his name wrong. Something like that. Vikingo, both fantastic. Fantastic. Del Vikingo ended up winning... After about 10 to 15 minutes of crazy, spectacular moves, highs, not a lot of lows. There's diving. There's room for rope tricks. There was room for absolutely everything. And they did it at a fantastic level. The whole place was ooing and eyeing. Man, two counts that were a half a second away from a three. Just everything that you wanted in a great match, this match had. On Saturday, day two of the Summer Spectacular, El Hijo del Vikingo put his title on the line in a four-man scramble, and he won. In another match on Friday, the Hype won a match to put themselves in a championship match against Wasted Youth on Saturday, and they won. The Hype, which is 12-Gage and Hunter Holdcraft, both LaSalle Peru graduates, both Friends of Edge of Receipt Podcast, they won the match and now have the titles. Other cool things about it, Colt Cabana was there from Chicago, a pretty well-known independent wrestler. It was cool to see him in action. They announced that day or the day after, I think it was the day before, they announced October 14th, show called Follow Your Heart that was going to have Medusa and Bret Hart. 
If you didn't know, that's my favorite wrestler of all time. He is the goat of goats in my mind. So they're going to be there at the show. The tickets went up for sale that Monday. So two days later, the seats were sold out in three hours. Three hours, no tickets, gone. Everybody bought them. It's going to be an awesome show. Can't wait to be there. It's insane. Bret Hart obviously is not wrestling. He's an older gentleman, but he is a legend. He is on the same scale of a Hulk Hogan, a Steve Austin, an Undertaker, a Sting, a Rock. Those names, he fits right in there with them. So it's going to be awesome to see him. Medusa is going to be there to present the first Dreamwave Women's Champion. They got a belt, they're having a match, and she's going to present it. That's absolutely fantastic. Cannot wait to be part of that. Other matches listed for this October 14th, follow your heart. The Dreamwave belt, Christian Rose is going to put it on the line against Jason Hades. The women's belt that I just mentioned that Medusa is going to hand out the title to, it's going to be between Brittany Brooks and Zeta Steele. Also, Colt Cabana back in action against Eric Cannon. It's going to be a blast, a lot of fun. I know I'm going to be there. Hopefully, you got a ticket. If you did not, you can still watch it. Independent Wrestling TV. Look it up. You can see the show in all of its greatness. Then on Saturday, August 5th, drove to Cincinnati to see Band of Horses, a band that I've never heard before, never seen before, and I was kind of blown away. Not really a huge rock connoisseur, but I'm starting to get there. I'm listening to everything all day, all the time, and it's never really been my favorite, but I'm starting to spread my wings and I'm starting to really dig it. And Band of Horses was a blast. Like, it was a really, I don't want to say mellow, but just a good vibe. Like, wasn't screaming, wasn't over the top, wasn't down low, like you couldn't get into the music or behind the band. It was just that right flow of everything that you wanted in a cool concert. And Bogarts in Cincinnati is an amazing venue. I loved it. It is a standing venue, but I'm super cool with that. When I went and seen Lil Wayne on Mother's Day, actually, of this year, It was a standing room only, and it was fantastic. Little more people. It was in Chicago, but still the same vibe. It was really cool. Glad I went and seen Band of Horses and got introduced to their music. I did get a vinyl LP, so I have that to listen to. Life is good in the uh, Edge of Your Seat podcast studio listening to Band of Horses. That very next day, August 6th, Walked around Cincinnati, went to the Cincinnati Art Center. It was super cool. It was kind of bare, a little small, but it was a good time. Like, I enjoyed all of it. It was a really cool environment. Got back to the Illinois Valley and went straight to the Route 34 drive-in movie theater in Earlville to do a story. So, did a lot of work, did a lot of play, did everything that is always fun for me. Then the next weekend, which was just a few days ago, today is Thursday, August 17th. Thursday, August 10th through Sunday, August 13th is Mendota Sweet Corn Festival. Me, as an ambassador of the Mendota Area Chamber of Commerce, donated, I probably put it close to 40 hours through Wednesday, actually Tuesday, as we're setting up stages and things of that matter, from Tuesday to Sunday, Probably put in 40 hours, but it was 40 well-spent hours. I had a blast doing it, working with great people, putting on something for the people, the residents of Mendota and surrounding areas to come out and have a good time. And that's what it was. Even the behind the scenes stuff was a lot of fun and eye-opening. You know, as a kid that moved to Mendota, I think I was 11 or 12, you know, I was kind of in that you know, whatever stage, I don't want to throw any adjectives out there, but just that stage where you don't like anything, you don't like people, things like that. As I got older, I just, you know, wasn't into it, came back around mid to late twenties, thirties, and started to get a little more appreciation for it. And you get to see people you haven't seen. And it's an experience that it's only once a year and you know, stuff like that. Well, being on the other side as a volunteer, as a worker, somebody that's helped putting it on, Man, my appreciation, my respect, my everything honorable, positive, just excel to a higher level times three million. Seriously, anybody that's ever been involved, hats off to you. Thank you for doing what you do. I know how hard the work is 
and what it means to be part of that and put it on. So it was a blast, a great weekend, and I'm going to do it for as long as I can. I really, really enjoyed it. Have you heard the news? First State Bank is the first to offer Quillo. Quillo is an online personal loan officer that allows you to apply for a loan in just minutes. Need to replenish your checking account? Pay off a high interest credit card? Or take that vacation you have always wanted? Check out Quillo on the First State Bank website using your phone, tablet, or PC. It won't impact your credit scores to apply. There are no fees, no penalties, and payments you can afford. You'll need a First State Bank checking account, but have no worries. You can apply for one of those online too. Check out FSB's premier account that pays higher interest for doing a few routine activities. Go to firststatebank.biz today to see how you can get a Quillo loan with a new or existing checking account. First State Bank is member FDIC and equal housing lender. This is episode 288. We're nearing in on 300. Whew, that blows my mind. Started this in October of 2019. Four years in almost, just a couple months away and almost 300 episodes. Well, this one is going to feature Yorkville Girls Wrestling. First, we got Yamalit Aguirre of Yorkville. Whew, as a junior this past winter, she finished second at the 120-pound weight class at the IHSA Girls Wrestling State Tournament. Man, she went all out. She did everything she had to do, finished second. She's coming back as a senior, ready to go, ready to be a state champion. On her way, she was second at the Geneseo sectional, and she finished the year, her last year as a junior, with a 37-4 and record. We also spoke to Yorkville girls wrestling coach Kevin Roth as he chatted about Yamalet and the entire Fox squad, the Yorkville Foxes. They had a great season as a team and his background as a coach. Also on this show, we'll have a little mix and match as we dive into some random topics and keep it rolling where we'll discuss five movies, then rank them. Random movies that I've been watching on TV. Let's start with the mix and match right now. First, the Barbie movie absolutely tore up the box office. When I looked this up, went to the Google page, Barbie movie, you hit enter, the page turned pink and sparkles appeared everywhere. Hold on, let's type it in right now and see if it still does it. It does not. But when I first looked it up, believe it was August 8th or August 9th, it did. Page turned pink, purple, and sparkles everywhere. It was kind of cool, something different that Google was doing for the movie. I did write some of the script. I've revised it, but I wrote some of this a little while ago before the Sweet Corn Fest, before Amboy Depot Day's tab that I was working on for the Mendota Reporter. I wrote 11 stories and designed 20 pages, plus put five newspapers two editions of the Mendota Reporter, two editions of the Amboy News, and the Depot Days together in one week, a week and a half, while the Sweet Corn Fest was going on as well. So, been a little busy, so we took a little break from Edge of Your Seat Podcast, because you got to be awake enough to be able to speak and put your thoughts together. And with all the other things I was doing, by the time I got home, I turned the light switch on, and I was out. (laughs) I did fall asleep about two nights with lights on for no reason. Yeah, yeah, it was not cool, but it happens. Well, not cool for my electric bill. For me, eh, whatever, I was sleeping. But electric bill might not be as happy. Anyway, the Barbie movie was released July 21st. It has grossed right now, August 17th, $1.2 billion. The budget was 128 to 145 million. So we're talking about a pretty big profit there. I might check it out. Obviously didn't go to theater, didn't go to the drive-in. That was what was playing at the drive-in when I went to visit the Earlville Route 34 drive-in. I did not check it out. It seems like I'm the only one that hasn't though. (laughs) 1.2 billion in the box office. But it's got a Interesting collection of characters here. Margot Robbie, 
Michael Sura, Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, a couple big names. Okay, all four of them are big names. So I'm interested. I think I heard the movie wasn't necessarily the kitty-friendly, oh, I'm Barbie, like wasn't anything like that. So I might check it out, see what happens. Also in mix and match, Cubs and Sox had a two-game series Tuesday, August 15th, and Wednesday, August 16th. I did check out the Wednesday game, not the Tuesday game. If you're a Sox fan, you would want to watch Tuesday as they beat the Cubs 5-3. Luis Robert Jr. hit a home run as he returned from taking a little break. Wednesday, however, the Sox had a 3-0 lead until Nick Madrigal, who was the Chicago White Sox and then got traded, hit a home run in the bottom of the eighth. So then it's 3-1. We get to the bottom of the ninth. Sox trying to close it up. Christopher Morell hits a three-run walk-off home run for the Cubs to beat the White Sox 4-3. Wow. Absolutely insane. This puts the Sox at 48-73 and on the year. Their season is done pretty much. And the Cubs, 62 wins, 58 losses. They are two and a half games back of the Milwaukee Brewers in the race of the National League Central Division. Don't know if you know me or have listened to this show, Edge of Your Seat podcast. Our stance on Chicago baseball is simple. There's two teams in one city and millions of people that can be fans of both. I never understood the rivalry. Maybe if you're actually born in Chicago, from Chicago, you live on the north side, you live on the south side, it may be a little different. Maybe like gang warfare. However, I still don't understand. Even if you're born and raised in the middle of the city of Chicago, why wouldn't you want to support two teams? Doing simple math, if you have two cents, it's better than one cent. If you have two apples, it's better than one apple. I could keep going on with this for days. But I always thought being a fan of two teams that are from the same city, it's not like you're being a bandwagon fan and jumping across the entire country of the United States of America to pick a team. If you're a Los Angeles Dodgers fan in Chicago, I am going to make fun of you more than if you're in Chicago and you're a Sox fan and live in the same part of the city or next to a Cubs fan. I'm just going to be like, cool, you're from Chicago. You're a Chicago fan. Awesome. No problem with that. I don't understand the tensions between the two teams. But that's just Edge of Your Seat Podcast. But there should be no hate in baseball. If you can't cry in baseball, you can't have hate in baseball either. That's all I'm saying. Today, Thursday, August 17th, both teams have off. But Friday, tomorrow, the Kansas City Royals are at the Chicago Cubs, while the White Sox are at the Colorado Rockies. Got to, you know, fire some shots, though. The St. Louis Cardinals are at the bottom of the NL Central with a 74 and 67 record. They're tied for the bottom with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Eh, sometimes it's kind of good to see the Cardinals lose. This one kind of shocked me, but didn't shock me. A new music video for the sports talk show Undisputed has been released, and so has Skip Bayless's new partner, Little Wayne. I am excited. I'm a huge Little Wayne fan. Have been my entire life. Edge of Your Seat podcast is continuously rocking Lil Wayne music all the time. Skip Bayless, on the other hand, is not my favorite. I don't care for him as a sports analyst. He rides the coattails of his friends and doesn't really, to me, say the truth about things. Just kind of rants and raves and gets mad. His face turns red and, you know, that's the show. Hopefully this works out. I'm interested to see how Little Wayne does here. It'll be different for him and different for his fans. Well, let's give it a try though, huh? If you've been listening to sports radio at all, James Harden, that name has been absolutely everywhere. Great basketball player, can score the ball, plays little defense, is not a killer, does not have the heart to actually win anything. He's there for paychecks and to cause problems. Everywhere he goes, he ends in a dispute or media everywhere problems. He called the Philadelphia 76ers manager or owner, not manager, owner, a liar. And just always something. It's always something with James Harden. He goes to a new team. You wait about five months and bam, there's something else in the news. I wish 
none of this did happen because I actually liked James Harden's game, minus that he doesn't play much defense. But he has handles. He can shoot from anywhere. He takes it to the hole. He can find any of his teammates. There's never been a teammate that complains about how James Harden plays. And there's a reason for that because he's a great player. However, when he starts running his mouth, when he's not on the court, it's a different story. And I wish it wasn't like that. I wish he could put, I don't know if it's ego. I don't know if it's just mad thoughts in his head. I don't know, but I wish he could put it away and actually win something because he's going to get traded away from the Sixers and probably is going to just fade away into the distance. Not quietly. No, not quietly. But in terms of winning basketball, getting a shot or an opportunity to win a championship, it's probably coming to an end for him pretty fast, pretty quickly. Believe it or not, sunny, beautiful weather has been here for quite a few months. That means hopefully you took the opportunity to make your lawn look just as good as the Sunrays feel. If you haven't, don't worry, there's still time. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is the definition of lawn beautification and they're out there every day, right now, working, making lawns look awesome. The company offers tree removal, lawn care, stump grinding, and spring and fall cleanup to residential and commercial customers. Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping is fully insured and offers a senior citizen discount. Call 815-878-7504 for a free estimate from Arteaga Tree Service and Landscaping. And I don't know about you, but after I'm working on the yard or even after watching someone else do the outdoor manicuring, I get hungry. Coming soon to Little Joe's Gaming Cafe is a kitchen serving a variety of good eats. Go to Little Joe's located at 713 Illinois Ave in Mendota or call 815-538-4900 for more information. Let's keep it rolling with some movie talks. Here's some movies that we've watched lately. We'll talk about all five. We'll rank them on the dime. Don't have the rankings written down and see what you say. Let us know which movie you think is the best, which movie you think is the worst. Send an email Edge of your seat podcast at gmail.com. First movie, we went back and started watching some Harry Potters. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone from 2001 was the first of eight movies. I'm trying to remember, I think there were seven books, eight movies. I believe that's correct. So, first movie, I mean, it's a kid's movie. It's got a couple laughs and things like that, but as an adult, yeah, it's just. You know, I know they're going to get better in, in my eyes. I know it's a classic movie, classic book. All the books are phenomenal. I've read them all, watched all the movies. The first one is probably my least favorite just because of the kitty factor. Champions came out in 2023 with Woody Harrelson and Caitlin Olsen. This movie is awesome. Woody Harrelson, a basketball coach, trying to get to the pros, trying to get to NBA, get a coaching gig. And he pushes a coach on TV. He's on ESPN Sports Center. He gets suspended, has to serve as a coach for a friends program. Programs called Friends for special needs basketball players. And he ends up turning them into a great team. And all of a sudden, it's a great feel good, great funny, great all kinds of movie. And you get your feels every single way possible. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Multiplicity. I probably just said that wrong. Multiplicity. There we go. I got it the second time. Michael Keaton, Andy McDowell, 1996. Michael Keaton is working a lot. His wife, Andy McDowell's asking him to do stuff around the house. He can't find time. He's got kids. He's trying to spend time with them. Man, his work is just crushing his schedule. So he gets a multiple of himself done. And then another, and then another. Then all of a sudden, you got four different guys that look like Michael Keaton, but they have different personalities and act strange, and he tries to hide them all from his wife and his family. That's the gist of the movie. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. 2001, we're going back to another series, Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious 11, I think, just came out. And I haven't seen any of them past, I think, five. 
So going back and watching the beginning ones so I know what is going on because I've kind of forgot in all the years. When this first came out in 2001, Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, I loved it. It was one of my favorite movies ever. And I know Fast and the Furious moving forward has kind of got like blockbuster issue. It's just explosions and fast cars and stuff like this. The 2001 original Fast and the Furious was a street movie, a cult classic that cared about the cars, that had all the details, that wasn't a blockbuster movie. It was a movie about family being united by cars and having to do kind of dirty outside stuff to try to make money and kind of hood and just so many different elements compared to what I've heard of the movies now. If you've not checked out the original, you should do so. Then I watched 2019 Point Blank. Anthony Mackie, Frank Grillo. Anthony Mackie is a nurse at a hospital. This guy comes in. It kind of takes him hostage, pretty much. Actually, his wife hostage. They get to his house, break in. It's just kind of how I just explained it and jumped around and kind of fast and bad talking because there's bad acting. That's how the movie was. I hate to say that, not trying to be a critic. I guess I am being a critic. It just wasn't a great movie in terms of the plot, the setup. Frank Grillo as the bad guy was being a good guy, kind of that in-between walking the line because there's bad cops and it just wasn't really well done, wasn't well put together. Anthony Mackie, I actually like as an actor. I think he tried his best, but just the plot of the movie and how they put it together, not my favorite. So, with that said, I think you know what my last movie is. That would be Point Blank number five. Number four. I'm going to go multiplicity. There we go. I said it wrong again. Multiplicity. Bam. Second time each time I can get it. Maybe the next time on the first try. But we're not going to try that on this episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. But I'm going to go that number four. Michael Keaton, one of my favorite actors. I love him. And the principle of this movie, the idea behind it, the plot... Is pretty cool. Just, you know, 1996, kind of hokey a little bit here and there, especially watching it in 2023. But a really good plot, good principle, great actor and actress in Michael Keaton and Andy McDowell. This is where it gets tough. We got Harry Potter, we got Champions, we got Fast and the Furious, the original in 2001. I think I'm going to go three. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Like I said, my least favorite Harry Potter movie. There are a lot of good points to it. You get introduced to all the characters. You know, the cousin Dudley gets a pigtail put on him because he eats the birthday cake. You know, that's pretty funny. So I'll go that one three. Two, I'm going to go Champions. I love the movie. Woody Harrelson did a great job and a different role for him. Caitlin Olsen was a good protagonist, antagonist. As a woman who wants to be with Woody Harrelson, likes him, but then doesn't. Her little brother is on the champions team. There's complications. It was well put together, made me laugh, made me feel for people. It was a pretty cool movie. That means Fast and the Furious is number one. I'm going back to, you know, this would have been 16-year-old Brandon. Cars, girls, mob mentality, family Like, it just had all those things that just clicked with a young male at that time. And still now. I mean, if a movie came out like this when there wasn't 15 Fast and the Furious movies, it would catch steam just like it did before. Just saying. Does your driver need a new grip? Seven iron need a new head. Putter need to be replaced. Want to play a simulator during rainy, cold days? Sports Boss Golf is your one-stop shop for everything golf. Located at 2950 Kane Road in Leland, Sports Boss has over 10,000 used clubs and new clubs for sale. Owner Mark Wright rebuilds, repairs, replenishes the value of every club in his own shop. Want a Callaway? Sports Boss has it. A Betanardi, Bridgestone, Cleveland, Cobra, Exotics, Crank, Mizuno, Odyssey, Puma, Strixon, TaylorMade, Tor Edge, Wilson. Woo! Sports Boss has a partnership with each and every one of those top brands. Check out Sports Boss Golf Shop on Facebook or call Sports Boss Golf at 815-326-9686 
or email sportsboss777 at gmail.com to book simulator time, inquire about repairing or purchasing clubs, and any other of your golf needs. Before we get out of here, just a couple more things. The end of the season for the Illinois Valley Pistol Shrimp. They finished the season 27 wins, 31 losses. Next year, we're going to try to get to some more games. This year, we were not able to. Always some local players. General Manager June Keeley is amazing. John Jackamick, the owner and manager, is great. We had Lucas Burris on, the voice of the Pistol Shrimp. So we'll always keep our connections with the Pistol Shrimp alive. And why wouldn't we? Great baseball right here in Northern Illinois. We have been listening to Paul Simon as he won the last Bring It Back poll. Paul Simon was 425. Lucinda Williams had her album Lucinda Williams at 426. Al Green's Call Me was at 427. And Husker Du, New Day Rising, was at 428. Paul Simon won pretty handedly. He started off fast. Everybody caught up. And then he put on the afterburners and took off with the win. Been listening to it for about a week or so now. And it's a really good album. And I can't wait to dive into it and bring it back on a very, very, very soon episode of the Edge of Your Sea podcast. Well, we're going to stop the intro now and get to the interviews with Yorkville Wrestling. Was junior when we spoke to her. Now she's a senior. Yamalit Aguirre and Yorkville wrestling coach, Kevin Roth. We'll hear words with sponsors, Surf Internet and Medota Ford, and then we'll hear the Yorkville girls wrestling representatives. Until next time, which will be soon. Peace. The girls wrestling state tournament was February 24th and 25th. I know we're in the middle of April. It's a little, you know, uh, a couple months ago. But you can never stop talking about wrestling. And especially if you have an accomplishment like our guest today, Yorkville Jr., Yamalet Aguirre. You had a great season. I mean, I could sit here and do all kinds of different intros. But 37-4, and four, and you finished second at 120 pounds at the state tournament. Yamalet, how was the season for you? I really enjoyed this season. Having a whole girls team made it a lot more fun. And it definitely gave me that team bonding experience that I didn't have before, just with one other girl. But I think I did overall really good this season. I'm really proud of how far I've come in my progression during the state series. I like that. You kind of just gave me a a few avenues to go down here. We'll start with the, uh, you said, you know, it was just you and another girl before. Now you got a team. So how long have you been wrestling? I've been wrestling for going on 10 years now. Oof, that's a long time because you're a junior. So you're probably like 16 or 17? Yeah. So you've been wrestling since you were six or seven years old? Yeah. Did you start, like, on a younger or older brother and sister, start beating them up and then go into wrestling club? Um, it actually started with my cousins. We did it as, like, a family thing, and my brothers did it before me. So you're like, hey, you guys can wrestle, and I can wrestle with you guys, so why not I just start wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Good stuff. Did you ever get in trouble by mom and dad because you were wrestling family members? Yeah, a little bit too much. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're going to be a successful wrestler, I almost think you have to have the training of wrestling with your, you know, cousins, brothers, sisters. It's only right, right? Yeah. Exactly. So then this year, you had a team. So how was it that transition? I know you you touched on it, but let's kind of elaborate from wrestling, which is you and another girl for Yorkville. And now you had a team, you had, you know, full representation of Yorkville wrestling, you know, just talk about the, the difference of just the season. It was great. We all got along really well and we all just kind of like stuck together because since it's such a contact sport, you know, there's no really like boundaries we haven't crossed already so everybody was really comfortable with one another and it made it really fun during like the tournaments having people to cheer on and supporting all my teammates there and having people to go down state with awesome how many teammates did you have with you going down the state i had three awesome so four of you advanced to the state tournament 
We had one advance, and we just had a couple other uh, came down with us as uh, our cheering section and stuff like that. But I know uh, definitely uh, some individuals to be on the, the lookout for coming up and everything. They'll probably be joining her down on the competition for next year. Okay, perfect, perfect. So that team camaraderie, the bonding, like, hey, she went down there, let's support her. Absolutely. Awesome. And this is Yorkville coach Kevin Roth. Kevin, nice to meet you. I have you on the podcast. Happy beer. Always, always. So last year you go to state, didn't have a team. Then this year you have a team, more practices, things like that. How did you see you develop as a wrestler throughout the season? I've definitely seen my technique overall get better and my athleticism. My cardio is not much there yet. We're still working on that one. But overall, I think I have become a lot stronger and a lot more technical. I'm not going to lie. When I see 120 you know, weight class, I'm thinking that you're super fast and you could run for days. This isn't the truth? Mm, I could run for like, I, I can maybe do like a 200 meter. 100 meter <laughs> short burst, short burst, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're a sprinter, you're not a, a relay runner or a, a sprinter. You're a sprinter, not an endurance runner. Yeah, I would be a sprinter. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So that's something you're going to work on for the future. Yeah, definitely. Gotcha. You were talking about your technique. What's your style of wrestling? Are you, you know, attack, attack first? Are you kind of defense or you just kind of go as, you know, the match rolls on? I feel like I do a lot more defense, but most of the times here, I a lot of offense. I was usually the first person to take a shot. It kind of just differs on who I'm wrestling and I look at their style, see how I can alter mine. Okay. And you said strong, things like that. Are you in the weight room a lot? Yeah. You said that with enthusiasm, like, yeah, I'm there. Besides the conditioning, is there anything that you saw throughout this season uh, that you're like, hey, next year or even in the off season, I'm going to do this, do this to, you know, be better next year? Yeah, definitely my mentality through it all. I think I would really, like, disbelieve myself and, like, underwhelm my whole experience and... I think that next year I will go into it with a better mentality than I had this year with the whole tournaments and eight series and everything and just continue on that and my strength and cardio. Good stuff. I like to hear that. I don't mean to sound like the old man, but I'm going to for like two seconds. You only got one shot to do this, especially in high school, and then it's over, and you only got the memories and what you did then, and you can't change anything. So you got to change it now to make it better. So sounds like you already know that, but I had to be the old man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you heard that already in your life? Quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and as you get older, then you'll remember it more and more because I used to think that all the time, like, man, why are these people always telling me this? Why don't you just be quiet, leave me alone? And then you get older and you get in the circumstances where they said that and you're like, man, if I would have listened. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Yep, yep. So you might get there, Yamalette, one day you might get there. <laughs> Perfect. Let's talk about the postseason. I mean, you finished second at the Genesee sectional and then second at the state tournament. Like I said, a 37-4 and record on the year. Just talk about the sectional and state and the excitement. I mean, this is the this is the second girls state tournament, third sectional. Is that right? It was, yeah. It was the second full official year through the IHSA. Prior to this, it was just the IWCOA state series not really state series it's the state tournament prior to this so yeah this second full complete year of just the sectionals and the state tournament definitely so we're still in the beginning of this and to finish second and both events and you know knowing that you need to improve on stuff but knowing you're good at other stuff i mean obviously you improvised and use your strengths to get through these tournaments yeah perfect so let's Kind of going on the sectional first, I mean, Genesee is sectional. I was looking at the teams and schools that were there. Looked like there was a lot of competition, like tough competition. Yeah, I mean, kind of speaking from it, so we got we got really lucky last year. We had uh, April Central sectional, so we were pretty close here. So we actually had to do an overnight trip for this one. So this is my second full complete year coaching girls. Prior to this, it's been with all boys and everything. But I think you kind of see where the boys versus girls, I think the – not necessarily talent, but I think where you see the interest changes between boys and girls. I felt like Central and Southern Illinois is a real big area. For, there's a lot of strong, a lot of competitive girls down there. 
but they we don't see them just because the competition is so scarce. We're up here. There's a lot more opportunities for them. So kind of getting sent out west, and with the only the four sectionals, I think there was 60 plus schools assigned to our sectional. Obviously, not all 60 were represented by a, a girl of wrestling and things like that, but. You get to see a lot of like, oh, Southern Central Illinois is, is where it's at and everything and stuff too. So um, it was really interesting to see, especially being sent out so far west. We saw a lot of competition that we didn't see throughout the whole year. So I think as the numbers and interest grow throughout the state and everything, we'll start seeing a little bit more from Central and Southern Illinois and everything. But they're definitely doing something right down there. So um, kudos to all those girls down there. Definitely. How far is it from Yorkville to Geneseo? It was just under two hours. Yeah. yeah. So it was just, just an under two-hour bus ride out there. Because I'm in Mendota, which is almost halfway in between. It takes me probably like 45 to 50 to get out to you guys in Yorkville and probably yeah. like 50 to an hour to get to Geneseo. So, yeah, probably yeah. about two hours. Yeah, I was just adding just I think we're probably like an hour 45 or something like that. So we had to do some traveling. So I said, couldn't complain. We got, it was right in our backyard last year, and it was the opposite. Everyone else from south and west had to come up to us so we can trade off every year we have to <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely yeah i'm gonna let just talk about that i mean we are in the beginning of women's wrestling girls wrestling and for you to be a part of this and see it growing what does that mean for you to kind of be a trailblazer throughout the beginning of this girls wrestling we'll call it a phenomenon because it went from you know girls just wrestling on boys teams and there wasn't you know your own divisions now you have sectionals and state tournaments which is amazing and it's only going to get bigger from here yeah it is fascinating having like a whole girls season and then me being a part of it 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 really means a lot to me because before I only had a wrestle boys and I learned I didn't do the best but I tried my hardest and having like the girls season and all the girls having like their own sectionals and stuff it definitely brings a lot more girls to join because a lot of the reason girls don't join they're scared that they're gonna have to wrestle a boy so having this thing sanctioned now it definitely helps grow the sport and seeing girls win it also helps girls the sport but I think it's just awesome we finally have our own state and sectional and it just continues to grow Definitely. And I've always been saying this since I was in high school, which, you know, I'm the old man, so about 90 years ago. But uh, I've always said this. Boys might be stronger, bigger, because that's just how our bodies are made. But I've always thought girls, sports for sure, more physical. And honestly, sometimes you guys are brutal. So I would not want to wrestle you. <laughs> I see it on the basketball court all the time. I'm actually an official for basketball in IHSA. I see it all the time. I'm like, man, I played basketball for 10 years, but I don't know if I'd want to play in these games and get beat up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure wrestling is the same. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Coach Roth, we were speaking before I hit the record button, and you said you've been coaching for quite some time. Let's kind of go through your coaching stages here. Where did you start, and uh, what got you here to Yorkville? Sure. So I essentially got into coaching right after I graduated high school. I was a big weight cutter in high school, so by the end of my senior year, I didn't finish out high. I wanted it to. I was kind of burnt out for cutting weight and everything, so I was kind of done with it. Went down to the state tournament as a spectator, just kind of bummed out that teammates and friends of mine are wrestling and I feel like I should be down there. So um, kind of let that spark under me a little bit. And fortunately for me at that time, this is right when, um, so I grew up in Aurora. This is when uh, Matia Valley High School was just in the process of opening up and they were just in the middle of creating their staff for the building and stuff like that. So actually one of my high school coaches got the head coach job at Matia Valley. So that was uh, Audio Torres. So I was helping him from day one kind of getting that program started the actual summer before Matia opened up we were actually still running summer camps out of Wabonzi Valley High School where I went to high school which is just down the street from one another just because the building was still being built so the wrestling room wasn't even ready yet so I don't think the wrestling room was done until like end of September of that opening year a couple things that happened up and um, I didn't end up coaching there right at the get-go so I also had another coach who was at another building that they needed a smaller guy to roll around with some of their lighter weights. So I actually started coaching at Plainfield North. So I was at Plainfield North. That would have been the, I think, 09 to 2010 season. So 
Um, I was there for two years, and then just stars finally aligned and everything, and I actually got myself back at Matia Valley, um, and that's where I kind of started working too, and I was there for seven years, so I learned a lot when I was there. Claudio, to this day, is probably one of my biggest mentors. He taught me so much about the sport, and numerous and countless times, there's times he would always tell me, like, hey, Kevin, I want to show you how to do this, When and his saying was, hey, when, you, uh, when you're when you a head coach one day, I want, you, I want you to know how to do this already, and things like that, so he's... He saw the crystal ball and knew I was going to eventually take over something eventually, whether or not it was there or somewhere else. So um, he was helping me out for a long time. I actually wasn't even interested in being an educator at that time, too. But I had, worked, I had been working in the building as a, a teaching assistant for a couple of years and just kind of numerous people getting kind of getting in my ear saying, hey, Kevin, I think you have, a, have what it takes to be a teacher. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that and everything. So finally, it took the... X number of person to tell me that to finally it really clicked and be like, yeah, I want to go back and be a teacher. So I went back, got my um, teaching certificate in special education, was going through a two-year program at Aurora University. And then once I got done with there, it was kind of my time to find somewhere else. So I actually then went back and coached and taught at Wabanzi, where I went to high school for two years, which is really cool. I got to go back to my alma mater. Had some kids, just kind of life stuff, changed everything. So looking to kind of work and coach closer to home and that's what landed me here in Yorkville so this is going to be my uh my third year here at Yorkville and I love it here so uh and then like I said my Claudio knew something was going to come down the pipeline and eventually the head, head girl dressing position was presented to myself after last year and I took it without without hesitation and things like that and really excited to see where the program's going right now awesome how many girl wrestlers do you have in Yorkville so, uh, started the season with about 15 and ended up finishing with about 12, just girls changing their minds or losing some girls to injury and things like that. So, finished the season with 12 and um, hopefully see that number rise even next year. Um, I mean, to go from two last year as our first official year to 12 to 15 this year, which is a huge, huge jump, which is awesome. And Nothing but thanks to, like, Yanilet and Natasha last year just kind of being those trailblazers for the program. And I say success and winning breeds curiosity, and those two did exactly that. State champ in a fourth place last year gets girls talking, want to be a, be a part about something, and I wanted to be ready. I know the state, as in, they're still in the process of figuring out how they want to start awarding, like, a, a team champ and stuff like that. But when I kind of took on that program after last year, I just wanted to be like, hey, whenever IHSA decides to make that happen, I want Yorkville to be in the running and be in the mix of it and things like that. So um, to see how well we did last year with just two girls down at state, I think looking at like unofficial team scores, we were in the top ten with just two girls. And I feel like the only teams that finished ahead of us last year were teams that had just more girls wrestling down there. So um, I think I'm like in the first couple of years and everything, that gap is there's a pretty big gap between, I think, those that have had prior wrestling experience, success versus girls are trying us for the first time. And I think over the course of the next couple of years that playing field will start evening out a little bit and everything. But kind of here in the early stages of it all, I feel like what's going to win and again, going to tournaments and things like that, teams that are winning tournaments are winning it because of numbers. So we unfortunately, I think like a lot of schools do, and this is goes for both boys and girls wrestling, it's hard to fill 14 weight classes, especially when you got a lot of people that are just bunched up at a couple different weight classes, so you might have the bodies, you might have the number to fill 14 weight classes, but if they're all at three or four weight classes, you got a lot of holes, so we are probably going into a lot of duels this year with probably down three or four weight classes, and then when you go to tournaments, that's, that's a lot of points that you're forfeiting, so for us to still take third or fourth as a as a team at tournaments with not filling all the weight classes I think is really amazing and really impressive and especially um, I'd say out of the 12 that we finished at the end of the school year or the end of the season with maybe only two had prior wrestling experience so most of them were doing it for the first time and for many of them too it was their first sport entirely so they chose the hardest sport high school athletics has to offer to be their first sport and they stuck with it which is awesome so really excited to see where our growth is going and where we're going to be here in even just another year or so so really exciting i was just going to say that keeping 12 out of 15 is really really that's a great percentage and that doesn't happen across the board for sports in any school really so only dropping three when you have so many new ones that's pretty impressive it says a lot to girls' characters and things like that. There's many of them that could have stopped after week one and, hey, this is tough and things like that. But, again, I said I love the sport. I've been doing it 
my whole life and things like that. I think the person I am today is because of values and things I've learned from the sport. So I think a lot of them, even though it's tough, they now know that they're capable of doing hard things when it's easy to give up. Again, it's, that's not essentially a concept that you can teach just like in a classroom or just in a conversation until you actually go through it and know what your body's capable of. And your body wants to keep you comfortable. So when you're putting your body through something that's tough, your body's telling you to stop. It's, this, this is making us uncomfortable. So when you can kind of toe that line or even push through it, you know you're so much more resilient and tougher than you originally thought you were. Definitely. I just want to clarify something before I let you guys go. Uh, who was the wrestler with Yamalet last year? You said Natasha? Natasha Marcusis. And Natasha's now wrestling at Aurora University and doing awesome for herself. So we're really excited to see her continue in making us proud. And she won a state championship last year? So she was one of the inaugural 14 to win a state championship. So, again, that was, that was really cool for being the first year First year is IHA sanctioned sport, and to have a champion to be one of those inaugural 14 is pretty amazing. So I take no credit for how successful we've been or what we've done so far. I was I was blessed to be given two individuals who have had a lot of experience from the get-go. So they make my job look easy, make me look like I know what I'm talking about, but they're really the ones that are putting the hard work and everything, and I'm just kind of the ringleader there and stuff too. So it's been a lot of fun. Gotcha. And Yamala, you were fourth last year second this year and i'm guessing you want to win a state championship as a senior definitely <laughs> was that the easiest question you've answered all day yeah <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome well i'm gonna be paying attention i'm gonna see if you win that state championship next year but thank you yamalette aguirre and yorkville girls wrestling coach kevin roth for joining edge of your seat podcast definitely appreciate it Awesome. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us.